0: The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by the Federation for American Immigration Reform and George Rodriguez on 930 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867.
1: And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, howdy, howdy once again, my friends. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. Great to be with you on this January 27th, 2024. The the month is over as far as our programs are going, and we're into February. It seemed like we were just opening presents. Uh, not too long ago but anyway welcome to the show my friends I want to well I want to thank first of all fair our sponsor the Federation for American Immigration Reform, the best organization in the nation that fights for the for our border uh, security that fights for control of uh, legalized immigration they are the best you want to know anything about uh, fair my friends go to fairus.org. You get all the, all the information, all the latest in, uh, news as well. So, all right, uh, welcome to the show. Let me tell you who our guests are, and then uh, I'm going to chat a little bit of, to lay the groundwork regarding our first guest. Our first guest uh, is uh, Chris Hayek, who is with the Immigration Reform Law Institute. He is going to be explaining, my friends, this decision that was handed down on Monday the 22nd by the Supreme Court uh, regarding the barbed wire Uh, at the border. Now, it wasn't a decision. It was a vacated opinion. He is going to explain what it is because, my friends, if you have ever seen an example of fake news, this rates along with uh, what the news media is saying regarding this uh, court opinion is uh, it, it rates along with Russia, 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 Russia hoax. It really does. It is absolutely outrageous how they are carrying on, trying to make it sound like, um, well, they're not trying to make it sound, they are saying that uh, the state of Texas has been ruled against the, and that anything that the um, governor is now doing is against the law. Yes, you know, against the law, like what Black Lives Matter does. At any rate, so our first guest is Chris Hyatt. You're going to want not only to listen to him, but possibly record him. Secondly, we've got John Paul Schuster, who is the county judge for County, Kenny County, uh, he is uh, going to be chatting about the the um, a program which the uh, governor has put together. The governor of Texas has put together to um, help uh, the uh, ranchers, uh, property owners along the border, whose whose property is damaged by uh, illegal aliens by the uh, folks. Uh, Involved in the border crisis. You're going to want to hear about that. Jason Jones is going to be next. Jason is our very good buddy. He's a regular guest. He is a Newsmax border crime reporter. He's going to be chatting about what is going on on the other side of the border, my friends. This ridiculous agreement. And we don't know if, if it happened or not because it's been held under wraps. Uh, we assume that it happened. Uh, and, and if it was an international agreement, it did not go through the uh, the... Uh, proper channels of uh, Congress. So uh, at any rate, uh, he's going to be talking about what's going on on the other side of the border regarding this. There is a, a big, big assumption, a, prop, pro, a, a very factual assumption in my book, that um, the president of Mexico has entered into agreement with the Biden administration to slow down the uh, the number of migrants, the number of illegal aliens going through Mexico, coming to to the border, at least until election time. But in the process, Mexico has been given $20 billion to help in this process. So uh, we're going to chat a little bit about that. Of course, the um, the uh, uh, cartels are getting their, uh, their due as well. So we're going to chat about that. Our final guest is Mr. Ira Melman, who is the uh, media director for FAIR. He's going to be giving us an update of the politics that is going on in Washington, D.C. right now as we speak regarding a border agreement and how there are several republicans uh, in the senate who are backing down who are actually willing to uh, give up a lot uh, in the name of an agreement they are willing to compromise i'll use that word but in the process my friends all they're doing is leaving the border wide open again it's outrageous. It is really, really crazy. You're going to want to hear him. So, um, but before we do that, the hottest topic right now, my friends, the hottest topic right now, is this uh, court uh, action that was taken by the Supreme Court regarding the um, uh, regarding the razor wire uh, at the border. As you recall, the, the, uh, the governor of Texas has uh, put the put the Texas State Guard and razor wire at the border. Specifically, at uh, this point in Eagle Pass, this island, which was kind of like the landing point of all of the illegal aliens, and then they would move from there to be processed by all of the uh, nonprofit organizations, these uh, charity groups that are more—they uh, are. If there, if anybody is the human, the the human traffickers, it is these so-called non-governmental uh, agencies, these NGOs or nonprofits. Uh, if anybody should be investigated, it's them. At any rate. Um, Uh, Abbott put up this razor wire, and then, uh, because of uh, humanitarian reasons, there have been instances where either the Border Patrol, representing the federal government, uh, has cut the razor wire to let illegal aliens through, which then, uh, 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 immediately, as quickly as they can, that wire is replaced by the uh, state of Texas again. Well, the uh the the federal government under Biden has um, has sued and said you can't do that anymore because their power is supreme. Well, <laughs> the here is the issue. Is it or isn't it? And that's the question, particularly when we are facing an invasion and that word is the critical word that we have to look at. Under uh, we we will be talking about Article One, Section Ten, Clause Three of the, of the U.S. Constitution, that says that no state will enter uh, into a treaty or compact with another state or with a foreign country unless, my friends, unless they are being actually invaded. Now that is is important because the state of Texas has tried to enter into a compact or an agreement with. Arizona. That's number one. Number two is the issue, and this is the this is a big one. This is the big one. Article Four, Section Four, Clause Two of the uh, U.S. Constitution. Article Four, Section Four, Clause Two is all about protection from invasion. There's that word again, invasion, and that is the word that the Biden administration, that the U.S. media, the liberal media, refuses to use. Because if you use that word, then you justify, through the Constitution, the actions of the state of Texas. That's the bottom line. And um, in this issue, again, my friends, in this issue, what what is happening here is that uh, in Article 4, Section 4, Clause 2, it says that the U.S. Uh, that the federal government shall guarantee to every state a Republican form of government, a Republican form of government, a republic, because this is a republic. okay and that it shall protect each of them against invasion. Again, there's that word. So what we're going to do is we're going to listen to to Chris Hayek explain what is happening, what happened, because, my friends, it doesn't mean that the state of Texas cannot protect itself. It does not mean that at all. So without further ado, let's go to our first guest, Chris Hayek from Immigration Reform Law Institute. Howdy, 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 once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio, and we've got our good friend and regular guest, Mr. Chris Hayek, who is with the uh, Immigration Reform Law Institute uh, in Washington, D.C., early, and uh, I consider early to be the foremost legal minds regarding the whole issue of the border crisis and uh, the Constitution uh, on that matter. So, I wanted to get Chris on to please talk to us, Chris, about this ruling uh, regarding Texas and the bar, the razor wire and uh, what it means, because it's, uh, there's a lot of um, speculation, there's a lot of conjecture, there's a lot of discussion going on. Welcome to the show, my friend.
2: Thanks, George. Uh, what, what it means is that the Supreme Court vacated an injunction. Uh, the... Uh, the circuit court of appeals had enjoined the feds from cutting texas's razor wire and uh so the the federal government went up to the supreme court and made an emergency application to vacate the injunction and the supreme court much to a lot of people's surprise granted it but they didn't explain why they did so it's just a uh it's very unclear why they uh, vacated that injunction but it doesn't stop Texas from putting up more razor wire or tell Texas it has to take its razor wire down or anything. It just says that uh, the federal government is no longer enjoined, Border, border Patrol is no longer enjoined from uh, cutting it.
1: They can do it if they want to, in other words. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So uh, this issue then, uh, this, you said the state can still put put more wire up. So we, oh, could, yes. we could literally see a situation where it's cut and then replaced, and then cut, and replaced.
2: Right, and and uh, but and and that's for now. The, the Fifth Circuit is is right now hearing the case. and There's briefing going on 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 the actual merits of the case. So so the Fifth Circuit could issue another injunction, and uh, and it's not clear at all what the Supreme Court would do with that, because this was just an injunction pending appeal, and uh, we don't know why they vacated it.
1: Yeah. Explain for us, please, the term vacate an injunction
2: Okay, an injunction is a court order to, to stop to, Usually to stop doing something Stop cutting the razor wire That that, that was the order uh, the Fifth Circuit uh, gave to the federal government And, uh, and if they, you, when you vacate an injunction You just make it null and void And that's what the Supreme Court did
1: Gotcha righty. so now that the governor of Texas has come forward and said um, that it's, he's and that, that's what he is talking about when he says that um, he is going to continue protecting the state, he is going to continue uh, doing what he can to um, uh, stop the invasion, uh, that's what he's talking about. I mean, he's not talking that he's defying the rule of law, he is just continuing and if the uh, federal government, if the Biden administration wants to put up more wire then, or, or uh, cut it, well, you know, they'll just replace it. So that's what, what we're talking about then at this point, right?
2: Right. 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 He, he's not defying the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court issued no order to anybody. It just vacated one order. And uh, it hasn't heard the case yet. It hasn't, passed, it hasn't said anything about its merits. And uh, it's, it's now going on in the Fifth Circuit. And uh, it, it looks as though the Fifth Circuit will probably issue a permanent injunction. Uh, and then the defense the will try to appeal that to the Supreme Court, and uh, they would have to uh, be granted cert.
1: Gotcha. The, the situation, uh, again, then, is that, you know, the, the um, news media was clamoring uh, that uh, this was a decision, period. And that um, made it sound like this was it. There was no more discussion about uh, the razor razor wire that it, ha- it was up in that. No, that's
2: completely it. wrong. Yeah, that, that is completely wrong. Uh, it, 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 it's not. A, it's not an opinion. Even it's just what uh, one, one unexplained decision. And uh, and and in the, at, at that point in the case, no one had brought up the uh, uh, state self defense clause in the Constitution, where Texas can, can go to war to. Uh, repel an invasion, and uh, now uh, defensive barriers such as razor wire are a, a classic war measure, mm-hmm. and they fall completely into that uh, ability of Texas to go to war, and that has now been uh, brought up before the Fifth Circuit in this case, and, and it's it's before the uh, potentially before the uh, whole Fifth Circuit called on banc, where the whole court sitting. Uh, in another case involving uh, floating barriers. So, and it's, it it seems to me that Texas could put, has full authority to put up a wall, to put up defensive barriers, razor wire, shipping containers, whatever it wants, uh, and uh, to defend itself. And because Governor Evans already said that they're being invaded, and uh, and, and that is just direct action under the Constitution, and it's not uh, preempted by anything, and in fact even without the invasion uh justification they're not doing anything to conflict with federal law when they do that they're actually accomplishing what federal law is supposed to accomplish which is uh stopping illegal immigration and uh it's called operational control of the border and that's what congress says the purpose of immigration laws is and they define that as uh zero uh, unlawful entries and uh so it, and, it, and I don't think the federal government has field pretend field preempted or occupied the whole field of laws about walls. I think Texas could uh, uh, put up a wall.
1: Well, wow. you know, this is very, very interesting. Uh, and there's some uh, there's some really cruel irony in this whole situation in that uh, you hear people like Congressman Joaquin Castro here in San Antonio uh, screaming about how the the Abbott, uh, governor Abbott needs to obey the law, but they don't say anything about obeying immigration laws. Now, please tell me, have we been imp- implementing immigration laws for the past uh, at least for the past three years?
2: <laughs> no, it's been a deliberate war on the law, by by the administration. <laughs>
1: So you're verifying exactly what we all think or know that uh, they yeah. haven't been implementing the law at all. I mean they they, they are they have been ignoring it and uh, right
2: and Texas inter- yeah if Texas interferes with uh, Biden's non uh, enforcement exactly it, exactly it, it interferes with, it, it interferes with 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 DHS's efforts to get in as many illegal aliens as possible. That that's not the same thing as interfering with federal law. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Yeah, I, I, you know, that, that's uh, it, it's such a cruel irony that, that, or a game of of words that they are playing in this whole situation. Yes. Well, uh, I, I really, really appreciate you clarifying this. Uh, any other major uh, uh, laws or, or or not laws, but cases that um, that could be uh, coming up that uh, that uh, would impact on on this?
2: Well, well, we represent. Uh a group of uh, sheriffs and counties in Texas that's uh, suing uh, to end uh, Biden's catch and release policies um and we're uh, getting our case moving again after uh, there was a, a a break while the supreme court had to decide something
3: mm-hmm.
2: uh and uh what they decided was uh you know, was in another case, and uh, but it doesn't impact our case as much as the the if our opponents in the federal government say it does, and and we think we're going to be able to continue, and uh, go after catch and release, which is you know they, the law says they have to they have to detain they shall detain uh, aliens they apprehend, and instead they don't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> again, again, the irony of this whole situation. Yeah. My gosh. Chris, thank you very, very much for taking time to be with us, folks. We've been speaking with our good friend, Mr. Chris Hayek, who is with the Immigration Reform Law Institute in D.C. Chris, keep up the good work, and we are, I'm sure that we will be back with you to talk a little bit more about what's going on uh, in the courts with the ba- this battle on the border of the border crisis. Right. Thank you so much. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. And uh, we've got our good friend, uh, Commissioner Judge, uh, John Paul Schuster. He is the county judge in Kenny County, which in my opinion, my friends, Kenny County is like the Lexington of uh, the border crisis. They're the ones that have led the, the fight uh, in uh, bringing attention to what is going on judge welcome to the show tell us about this Thank you. Thanks, tell us about this event you're having today on uh, Wednesday the 24th there in Bracketville
3: uh, um, this is uh this is the fourth event that we've held like this around in uh, South Texas and stuff and it's a landowners meeting and a um, one of the one of the big uh, organizers for us, and that's kind of got the the, the meetings organized and, and like um, put together, has been the South Texas Property Rights Association. Those folks have kind of met with and, and have their landowners and stuff that are in their association, and said, "Hey, we need to you know we need to hold these kind of kind of a town hall Q and A meeting." For the landowners and absentee landowners and, and, and landowners that live in these in the areas, to have some guidance and some direction and some help <clears throat> on uh, this plan, that the the policy that was passed, the funds that were set aside um, this year in the legislation by Texas, Texas legislation. Uh, to help refund reimburse some of the for some of the damages caused by all the border issues with the bailouts and stuff and running through their fences and tearing up our water systems and stuff, real estate damage, real 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 things like that. Um, and then the um, Texas would then fight the feds to try to get reimbursed to the state, but try to help these landowners right now. Currently, they've been going through this mess for the last couple of years to say, "Hey, here's a little bit of reimbursement to help fix fences and water lines and." Uh, pumps and things like that The infrastructure of our properties That's getting damaged and tore up Because of the border issue, the border crisis no. So today our land Our meetings today here is held in Brackettville, And um, on our list for today uh, We'll have uh, Congressman Chip Royce Supposed to be here Senator Texas State Senator Pete Flores Texas House Rep Ryan Gillen And House Rep um, David Spiller And then uh, um, Mike Banks The borders are is also supposed to be in attendance
1: excellent um wasn't there a recent situation a recent chase that caused a great amount of damage in kenny county
3: yes we had one about uh, two maybe three weeks ago um uh, made it a little over 20 miles through the county and never really got on a road or anything they started over here kind of on the west side of town and started driving through gates and, properties and um, some of the gates they actually stopped and got out and cut the lock and kept going. And some gates they ran through. And some fences they cut. Some fences they ran through. But that they ended up finding that vehicle in Bernie, Texas. And um, there's another vehicle there coming to pick them up. And they got that vehicle as well. But they got most of the um, illegals and one driver, I believe.
1: Wow! So and that, Bernie but it was, to yeah. to give people an idea of how far Bernie is from Brackettville it's uh pretty good ways it's uh well over 150 miles well well over 150 miles let me ask you you are a a realtor by profession have real estate values been affected uh along the border because of the border crisis
3: oh yes the the values per se just kind of follow the flow of the market but the the sale of properties has really really slowed down um and when people ask you know like hey you know buying this is a as a as a um a hunting a a a ranch deal not really you know but for my family to come out here and enjoy recreational property and stuff um will, will my family be safe here man and you know i just my honest answer is right now Probably not, but depending on where you were raised. If you were raised in South Texas, you were raised along the border. But now you live in San Antonio or or somewhere Houston or somewhere, and you're just coming back out close to home or something like that. You may be somewhat comfortable, but uh, to for the most part, no. It but the values have have just kind of followed along with the flow of the market per se the sales though the sales have dropped off tremendously there are and there are some places that have been put on the market in the last year or two simply because of the border crisis they're just tired of fighting it. They, you know the, the destruction and the damages that we're receiving they're just you know they're like we're, we're tired of putting up the battle of fighting and you know things getting broken into uh vehicles getting stolen Polaris um, polaris's tractors you know and stuff just it's just the, the destruction that this crisis has created on the border is is I've never seen it lived here thirty years and I've never seen it like this.
1: This is incredible. It really really is sad. And 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 the um, uh, what what are your thoughts whenever you hear the mayor of New York or the mayor of uh, Denver uh, crying and screaming about uh, <laughs> the illegals coming into their community?
3: <laughs> well, you know it's. I've, Uh, The people they're getting, they signed a letter or an an intent letter. They knew where they were going. So that's where those folks wanted to be for whatever reason. families there or whatever, but that's where they wanted to go. And, you know, I've heard numbers of 200,000 plus in the New York City and the state of Texas has only sent like 35,000, 36,000 of those folks. The feds sent the rest. But to cry, and and guys, you better get prepared because in three to five years when these guys get organized – or, or, the, or the gangs get organized again, and they get their leadership. The, the internal destruction in those communities is going to—they're going to have a tough time.
1: Uh, yeah, so
3: they're just tip of the iceberg right now. We've been in the fight, and we've been waving and hollering and trying to say, "Hey, we need to stop this because it's going to get worse." And they're—they're just—they're just now getting a taste of what we've been fighting with for you know three years. Yep.
1: We're going to let you go. Any uh, last thoughts that uh, you can share with us before we let you go, buddy?
3: Say, send us some of that rain. Share some of that rain with us out here. We could use it. <laughs> but uh, we appreciate the, the call. We appreciate the prayers and the support from those folks that are, you know, away from the border and understand or have family down here on the border and understand the situations and stuff. But uh, we took an oath to protect and serve, and that's what we're going to do in Kenny County.
1: You got it. Folks, we've been uh, speaking with our good friend, uh, County Judge John Paul Schuster from Kenny County, Texas. And, uh, Judge, we wish you the best. Our prayers are with you. Stay safe.
3: Thank you all, y'all. Thank you. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good day.
1: God bless. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio.
2: The Federation for American Immigration Reform, known as FAIR, fights to restore common-sense border controls and immigration policies that work for America and its future. America's immigration system and border controls have been decimated by Washington politicians and special interests, undermining the interests and security of the American people. FAIR mobilizes grassroots activists to make sure the voices of the American people are heard in Washington. Find out more about FAIR and what we do by going to fairus.org.
1: Howdy, 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 once again, my friends, George Rodriguez and conservador talking to you from San Antonio. And we've got our good friend, Mr. Jason Jones, former Texas Department of Public uh, Safety officer and official. And uh, now he uh, does reporting for Newsmax as well, as he is the border uh, crime expert, in my opinion. So I wanted to get him on because Mexico, right across the border, has been uh, deploying troops to the border, particularly to Nuevo Laredo. Uh, And uh, we wanted to get his take on what is going on. Jason, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the show as usual.
4: Buddy, happy new year. It's great to be with you, and thanks for the invitation to come back. Um, Look, bottom line, diplomatic... uh, conversations have been taking place, as we all know, as uh, the administration went down to Mexico over the Christmas break, and as a result, we, the only thing that we know that, it, that occurred from that is that the president of Mexico, Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador, is now demanding from the United States $20 billion dollars. Oh say that again. $20 billion dollars to go to Mexico and Central American countries to conduct mass deportations. And we're starting to see where some of that may very well be taking place. Let me tell you what I'm talking about. For the first time, a caravan that left Honduras, it was about 500 people going into Guatemala uh, earlier this week, had approximately 200 people apprehended in Guatemala. Second, we have seen Sedena soldiers throughout Mexico now uh, removing migrants from La Vistia, you know, that's the train system that the moves train, these people yeah, through right. Mexico. They, exactly, and that's one of the main movers of the, of migrants through Mexico, especially those who don't have the money to pay the cartels or what we call the underground Uber. And then finally, we're seeing troops, you know, being deployed along the frontera um, to start removing people as well. So we may very well be seeing here now, George, the beginnings of a new, what I really call a clandestine initiative by the Biden administration to get Mexico to do their dirty work for them, because then they can claim that, you know, Mexico is doing this, it's not their doing, and it doesn't impact their base, but make no doubt as we talk, things are definitely taking place down there like we've not seen under this administration previously.
1: Yeah, we had heard that the uh, number of people crossing in Eagle Pass, for example, had uh, gone down to a trickle, and um that, uh, particularly when that huge group, that huge group of um, congressmen went down, uh, that there were very few people that had crossed. There were some that crossed, but not like um, in the past where thousands are crossing. So is this all part of that uh, for 20 billion? Is that what you said for 20 billion dollars?
4: 20 billion dollars and we don't know what agreements have been made you know we just know from the president of Mexico that that's what they're requesting but obviously things are are underway so let's look at the data because I'm a big data guy I don't care about what I think or what I feel right What does the data show us we've gone from 12,000 encounters per day at your southwest border now to about 52 to 5,800 per day we're averaging and that's according to data from CBP being leaked to me every single day so I know what the numbers are now look when we say a trickle you know I want to be very clear here. 52 to 5,800 people at your Southwest border every day is still a massive amount of people, but it has come down from pure chaos of what we were at 12,000. So the big thing to watch for all of your listeners is Tapachula, Chiapas, Mexico. Tapachula is where they're going to start backing them up if this really is playing out. You will see hundreds of thousands of people in the coming weeks. Uh, months starting to back up there and, and mass deportations being flown out of there from the Mexican government as they try to hold the line and reinforce this. So if you really want to, you know, as somebody that's listening and know where guys like me are going to be looking, it's Tapachula Chiapas to see really are the numbers and groups backing up. And if so, then it's, the, again, another validating point that Mexico is heavily involved in removing people and holding the line remotely for the U.S. administration.
1: Gotcha. Now, let me ask you, because we know that there are the people that cross and present themselves and ask for asylum. However, there are those that are the gotaways, the the ones that still are being snuck in, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. being snuck in by the cartels, as well as the um, the drug uh Importation the drug uh, uh, the drugs that are being snuck in um, is is that going to be affected by this agreement in any way I wonder.
4: Well, so it's it's a really good question because you have to remember from the cartel standpoint they're still going to make their money. Yeah, that's right? how they make so what's their money. That's right. That's right. So let's just say you know the average cost right now for a Mexican citizen twenty five hundred dollars to cross that river. Well, that number's going to jump to ten thousand. Uh-huh. And I, I, I mean, do you see what I'm getting at here? So the the indebted servitude uh, will just be increased upon the American people as these people are being moved between the ports of entry. And that's what will take place. Now, it will take time for them to reroute things, to do adjust things, to get around what will happen in Tapachulichi of office. But the Sinaloa cartel, the cartel Jalisco New Generation, who are both operating heavily down there, all the way down into Central and South America, Along with some of the others, like the golf and and, uh, CDN, they'll they'll start working their way around it, and they'll start paying off officials. And it won't take but just a few weeks; they'll have the new machines back up and running. So uh, that's exactly right. I mean, and this is you know really the underwritten story that's not told to the American people uh, to the breadth and scope of what these cartels are, and how they'll just start
1: working around it. Gotcha. The um, cartels. Uh, have reached apparently all the way to ecuador and ecuador is now heading in the same direction with uh as uh, uh mexico with its uh gang problems uh any thoughts any information about that
4: nothing new. You know, George, I've been on your show how how many times, and oh, I have said it, and I have said it again years, and again <laughs> that, buddy, that these guys are. And this has never been for decades a U.S.-Mexico problem. Right. Sinaloa cartels are fifty-four countries, cartels of the new generation is of forty-eight that we know of, according to DHS. And what Americans saw that took place in Ecuador is a validating point to what you have heard me saying to the breadth and scope and strength. Of the underworld today, in you know the Western Hemisphere, people, look, look, please hear me, and I will say this again and again: people in the U.S. intelligence agencies have failed the American people. This is the largest U.S. intelligence failure since 9/11. There is not a terrorist organization in the world that has killed 112,000 Americans in a year. These cartels have been away, have been allowed to get away with it, and now what you saw in Ecuador. Is an example of what I what i As they literally were taking over the country, and who was doing that? Let's talk about it for a second. Let's go into some granularity that you're never being told about, right? So the Sinaloa is connected to a group down there. They call them the Choneros. Um, that's their side of the gang that's working with Sinaloa. Carta Jalisco New Generation, also the group known as Lobos or Wolves. So multiple gangs working with multiple cartels in Mexico and other areas. you got to remember, you, know, you still got South and well, other Southern American countries that these gangs, groups like the FARC, a former terrorist organization under um, uh, the U.S. government designated, all working together, collaborating. And this is the real story about how strong they have become. They are working with state actors, non-state actors, Middle East terrorist organizations, long-haul smugglers, military-grade weapon arms uh, traffickers globally, uh, U.S. Space Street Gangs, Tier 1 Gangs, uh, that we call them, that affect multiple regions of this country, the Hong network that controls our southwest border. I will say it again and again, and this is the reason that I started the whole initiative to designate these cartels as terrorists. Yep. I, I, I just I shake my head at what has been and, and, allowed to take place and hurt so many American families and in fairness Mexican families and many yeah, many others.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it, it is it is a lucrative uh, criminal enterprise, a very lucrative criminal enterprise. Incredible.
4: The synergy that has been allowed to take place and with. What we've done in the last three years under the Biden administration by allowing them to all work together. Let me tell you, from what I knew when I was working them and building programs to go after them was already horrible. What we have allowed now globally to take place is a game changer, and I will say it right now. And the next issue that is impacting the American people, it is this issue right here. And we better get our heads around what is taking place and be very aggressive and go after them all over the world.
1: You got it, buddy. Once again, my friends, we've been talking with our good friend, Mr. Jason Jones, who gives us updates of what is happening in the criminal world and how it's affecting our border crisis. Jason, tell the people where they can follow you, buddy.
4: Sure. You can find me on Newsmax every day, or you can go to jasonjones.com. That's J-A-E-S-O-N-Jones.com. And of course, I'm on all social media platforms daily as well.
1: You got it. You got it. Aren't you also involved with nine uh, eleven, with border, 9/11? Yeah, border, border?
4: Yeah, border. Yeah, border nine one one. I've united with uh, Tom Holman, former ICE director. Mark Morgan, Morgan, former commissioner of U.S. Customs and Border Protection. Rodney Scott, former border patrol chief. Oh, oh my God. Sarah, Sarah Carter from Fox News and Victor Avila, uh, former ICE That's, agent uh... who was sh- shot. and lost his partner in Mexico against these cartels. We've all united and. Listen, George, I'll tell you, we're not going to stop until we get this fixed, because if we think it's bad now at 112,000 loss, I will be very clear here. This is just the beginning. These cartels won't stop. They're going to have to do stop, George. Yep.
1: you got it. Once again, my friends, we've been speaking with my good friend, Mr. Jason Jones. Jason, you stay safe, and we'll be chatting with you again soon.
4: Always great to be with you, George. Thanks for having me.
1: Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. And we've got uh, our good friend, Mr. Ira Melman, uh, with FAIR, with the Federation for American Immigration Reform, our sponsor. And uh, I wanted to get him on because FAIR uh, is the organization, the number one organization that follows what is happening in D.C. regarding the politics of addressing the border crisis. And I wanted to get to Ira on to uh, chat with us real quick. Ira, thank you for taking time to be with us, buddy.
5: Uh, good to be back. Thank you.
1: Let me first ask you, before we talk about um, the border security bill that's being debated in Washington, let me ask you about um, this recent Supreme Court ruling on uh, Texas and the razor wire. Uh, what are your What are your thoughts? I know that neither one of us are are uh, attorneys, uh, but uh, just from uh, just from the policy point or from activities at the border, what do you think is gonna, what What do you think the impact is on this thing?
5: Well, you know, from a policy point of view, it impedes Texas's ability to fill in the gaps, more than gaps, uh, just chasms that the federal government has left in our enforcement system. Uh, The federal government has an obligation to secure our borders. Not only aren't they doing it, they are affirmatively undermining the ability uh, of our Border Patrol agents to enforce our borders. And so Texas, which is on the front lines, has stepped in to fill that void. uh, you know, they've tried a number of things. There are other cases that are pending. Uh, so far, the courts have upheld the buoys in the Rio Grande River. Uh, so it, we, we now have kind of uh, a mishmash of uh, rulings uh, something is going to have to be resolved but really where it should be starting is in Washington, D.C. Congress needs to pass legislation that will limit the administration's ability to ignore our laws. Uh, they have to take away their discretionary authority. I guess we're going to talk about that later on. Uh, and, and the administration needs to recognize that they do have a responsibility and, and put their ideological ideolog- Logical positions uh, to the side for a while and start to focus on the real needs and the real concerns of this country.
1: You know this situation with uh, with the uh, uh, with the bill in Washington D.C. Let's talk about that now, because uh, we keep hearing that as Trump wins uh, his uh, uh, his primaries in the states, that um, there's fear that he's going to jeopardize their words that he's going to jeopardize the negotiations, as well as uh, at the same time. I'm not sure how much they're really listening on the Senate side to uh, our needs down here. I mean, I'm not sure of how many senators have ever really come down to the the, 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 the Texas border to see what's going on.
5: Yeah, um, you know, nobody's quite sure how everything is going to turn out. There's actually an important primary taking place today in New Hampshire. But, you know, regardless of who emerges as the Republican frontrunner, it's clear uh, that the people, I guess we're down to two now, both committed to stopping this madness at the border. Uh, So, you know, the Senate is doing, is sort of, working behind closed doors and that's to worry people when they go behind closed doors to start talking uh it means that they don't want the public to find out uh the house has been firm you had a bunch of house members led by speaker mike johnson who came down to the border earlier this month and they pledged to include strong language in the foreign aid package that the president has asked for. Uh, you know, we have a continuing resolution that funds the government through early March. The opportunity now is in the supplemental package of foreign aid for Israel, Ukraine, and Taiwan. Uh, and the, you know, it's very logical. They, they're saying, look, if we're going to help these countries, uh, bolster their security. Then we need to do something to bolster our own security right here. Plus, when the president first asked for the supplemental bill back in October, he asked for more money for what he said was securing the border. Uh, in fact, it wasn't securing the border; it was just more money to process and release people more quickly. But he opened the door, and you know they, they need to walk through. Uh, it, it is becoming increasingly important uh, since October seventh the threat of terrorism. Uh, against the United States has increased exponentially. You have the director of the FBI saying that, you know, he's seeing a, uh, flashing lights wherever he goes these days. We should take him very, very seriously. Uh, the Senate needs to... Hold the line. Uh, look, the president wants this money, then he needs to concede uh, that we need to secure our borders. We don't need cosmetic fixes. We need top-to-bottom fixes that prevent this administration from keep doing what they're doing, which is playing Russian roulette with the security of the country.
1: That's exactly right. The, um, the other issue is um, uh, the worry that we have is, um, is the issue of the amnesty. Uh, What are they going to do with all of these thousands and, well, millions of people that have entered just since Biden came in?
5: Well, that's going to be a big problem. And and by the way, that is... One of the strategies that the administration has been using, they recognize that once people get into the United States, we've essentially created facts on the ground. It is very difficult to remove people once they are here. It is a long, arduous, slow process. The longer you can stick it out here, the more likely it is that you're going to be allowed to stay forever. Uh, And the administration and their allies they are affirmatively trying to get some kind of mass amnesty pass. And the more pressure you can build, uh, they think the more likely it is that we they will eventually get that amnesty that they want. So, uh, again, this comes down to politics. It comes down to ideology. The Senate needs to – the Republicans in the Senate in particular need to – draw the line uh you know the president you know what they're negotiating or what we're hearing from behind those closed doors is that they're going to make a few cosmetic changes maybe add a little bit more border enforcement uh but they want to add visas more visas more uh guest workers uh, none of those things should be on the table right now. What should be on the table is security for this country, enforcing our borders, preventing the president from just abusing his powers uh, and ignoring what the law says, and just simply imp- implementing his own policies.
1: Uh, the uh, uh, there was p- part of it uh, of the discussions included uh, something like five thousand illegals a day being being permitted into the United States. Is that true?
5: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, mean, essentially what they're saying is that, you know, they don't have to start uh, automatically sending people back across the border until we reach 5,000 a day, which may not seem like a lot considering that we got up to 12,000 a day uh, in December. But even so, 5,000 a day uh, gets you to $1.8 People coming into the country illegally. So essentially we it would have, will legalize, uh, illegal immigration <laughs> for up to 1.8 million people a year. It, it is insane. Uh, it, it is something that should be resisted. Uh, and yet this is what they're discussing in the Senate rather than saying, look, you know, we have had 10 million people come across that border illegally since President Biden took office. This madness has to stop. Uh, the, the number of illegal aliens we should be allowing into the country is exactly zero.
1: Now the other the other issue is um, that ICE, the enforcement uh, branch, that uh, used to pick up illegal criminals, is there any discussion about um, reasserting that? Because I mean, we've got um, we've got illegal a- alien criminals all over the place.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's one of the big problems is that the border is wide open, not just for people who are coming here for economic reasons. And by the way, that's not a valid reason for coming to the United States illegally. Uh, we're also seeing that you have criminals coming in. There's huge influx of criminals from Venezuela. We have been dealing with the Mexican cartels infiltrating people for a long time. Uh, again, we are, we are endangering people in their communities every single day. Uh, so crime is certainly a consideration national security is a consideration the impact on local, state State, and local governments, uh, you know, you look at what's going on in New York City, uh, you have other cities that are saying they're being stretched to the breaking point. They simply can't handle it, which is exactly why we have immigration laws in the first place. And it's not to be mean and keep people out. It is because we recognize, at least implicitly, that we have limited resources and you simply cannot just open your doors and do what is right for your own people, much less the people who are coming.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, we we had uh, uh, the mayor of Chicago this past weekend actually say that he was cl- he was closing pulling up the mat. He was closing the the door to any more migrants. He claimed, and uh, that um, they weren't uh, they couldn't uh, uh, host anymore, as he put it, uh, illegals or, or migrants from from Texas. So I'm not sure what uh, now that that mayor is supposed to be one of the most liberal. Of all of them, and uh, if he's if he's already crying uh, uncle, I'm not sure what uh, the others are waiting for. <laughs>
5: yeah, I, I, you have Mayor uh, Johnson there in Chicago, Mayor Adams in New York City. By the way, you know you mentioned Texas; uh, they're all pointing at Governor Abbott as the bad guy here. Yes. Governor Abbott is not creating this problem. He <laughs> is just trying to, you know, share the, the burden with everybody else, especially because in spite of the fact that you have these mayors saying that they can't deal with this anymore. They're not revoking their sanctuary policies, uh, so, you know, as long as they're going to say we welcome anybody that comes, uh, they can, they should sort of expect that this is going to happen. What they should be doing, rather than pointing fingers at Governor Abbott, they should be saying to Governor Abbott, hey, Let's go to Washington together. Let's make this a bipartisan thing. It is affecting all of us. It's affecting Texas. It's affecting Chicago. It's it's affecting every community uh, across the United States. Let's go demand that President Biden change these policies and what's going on there. Because, you know, as as they're pointing out to to the newspapers and to the television stations, uh, it is simply a burden they can no longer bear.
1: (laughs) That's right. Ira, thank you very much for taking time to be with us today and giving us an update. Tell the folks where they can follow FAIR.
5: The best place is to go to the website, which is fairus.org. That's F-A-I-R-U-S dot O-R-G, fairus.org. Uh All the information that you need is right there, and um, you know we certainly need the public to be paying attention right now.
1: That's right, that's right. Thank you very, very much. Once again, my friends, we've been speaking with our good friend, Mr. Ira Millman, from FAIR, the Federation for American Immigration Reform. Thanks a lot, fair. Uh, Ira.
5: Pleasure. Thank you.
1: Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. Once again, my friends, thank you for joining us. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio. I want to thank our guests today, Chris Hayek from the Immigration Reform Law Institute. I'm sure we're going to get him on again so we can continue explaining what is going on uh, with regards to this uh, uh, case uh, that Biden has brought against uh, the uh, the state of Texas to try to prevent us from putting up uh, uh, the, the bar the razor wire uh, I want to thank uh, judge uh, John Paul Schuster from uh, Kenny County uh, the judge is I mean I can't think of a nicer guy uh, he is a uh, he is truly truly fighting for his his uh, County for the for his community down there in Kenny County against I'll use the word again my friends against an invasion yes these people are foreigners we don't know what they want we don't know what they're coming for Uh, we know what they claim they're coming for but they're foreigners and they're coming unchecked uh, uncontrolled that's an invasion Um, I also want to thank Jason Jones Newsmax reporter, crime reporter for his insights. Jason's a great guy. Jason is also part of um, this organization called uh, that uh, my other friend Tom Holman has put together. Nine uh, Eleven Border, Nine Eleven, uh, or Border Nine One One. And uh, if you really want to get into some uh, heavy stuff, you can go there uh, Tom's a regular guest of ours as well uh, very very interesting uh, things that the, that uh, border nine one one covers and talks about and then our final guest, guest uh, Mr. Ira Melman, who is the media director for Fair, who is our sponsor and um, for his insights, uh, we really depend on on him. Uh, well, on fair and on on him uh, to keep us informed about what is happening in Washington, D.C., with the, this whole madness uh, as they uh, they say they are trying to address the issue of uh, uh, the border crisis. But in many cases, it doesn't look like they're trying to. So, folks, once again, thank you for joining us today. Join us next week when we will have another uh, another great uh, show for you. In the meantime, uh, please uh, support El Conservador. Tell your friends about it. Uh, go to fairus.org, uh, support fairus.org, because when you support them, you support us. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you from San Antonio.